Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Cherry Dana, a.k.a. Cherry D. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Ditch the use of the junk drawer scissors and the same beard trimmers you shave your face with to use on your balls. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code HERMAN to save 20% to get waterproof ball trimmers and everything else you can need for your junk at manscaped.com. Welcome to The Rant, everybody. Thank you for everything you do for this show. Thank you for getting The Rant global. Uh, as of right now, we have been contacted by some wonderful folks in Australia to talk to some fantastic people. As the intro said on today's show, we have one of the Australian sex industry's top female entrepreneurs, a famous cam star, and Aussie adult performer, Cherry Dion. How you doing, Cherry? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I think, uh, I'm probably in a worse position than you because uh, California's on fire and we had to reschedule a, a call. Yes, that's correct because we were meant to do this last week. Yeah, but you guys had worse fires last year than I had and uh, now we've just, I guess, gotten back to it. Yeah, we did. Um, I I haven't heard too much about the fires going on over there. Is everything okay? Uh, Yeah, I guess for the most part. Uh, we had... It started with 11,000 lightning strikes, uh, and then that started about 400 individual fires. So, yeah, we're, we're okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, it's a little intense for us over here, but uh, once the smoke clears out, I'll be able to uh, go back to outside running, and our world will open back up to COVID quarantine. So, not much will change. <laughs> no. Pretty much going from being stuck inside to being stuck inside. Yeah. We go from stuck yeah. inside running air conditioning to stuck inside opening the windows. Oh, God. Yeah. It's a huge difference. So, yeah. Cherry, we have a wonderful introduction of a title for you, but that doesn't give the background to how you became as famous or infamous, whichever you prefer, as you are today. <laughs> To the industry that you have, I can't say you've perfected the industry because that just means it gets boring. But you've done well with. I, uh, <laughs> I think the infamous part comes down to people's perceptions, but <laughs> uh, the industry is definitely. Uh, I've been involved in the industry for over ten years now, so I initially started with box parties and poker dealing um nights like that just through waitressing and then i progressed into doing strip shows and during that time when snapchat became popular i decided to get my name out and start a public snapchat and also i had instagram and both of them did rather well and Um, My Snapchat went viral probably about six years ago now. And that's what really got my name out there and progressed me into the online world and getting a social brand for myself. And mixing those two worlds together has um, led me to be, I guess, knowledgeable. Like they've both gone hand in hand to help each other. Nice. Now, how do you... 
toe the line on Instagram. Um, they have people's pictures that are perfectly decent tagged as nude or tagged as against their protocols and things like that. How do you toe that line to be able to get popular, not only locally, but globally? I think I sometimes struggle with what Instagram deems acceptable and not acceptable because I see a lot of accounts posting content that is very racy. And if I were to post something similar, it would get pulled down straight away, but other accounts are allowed to keep it. So I think you just need to adhere to the guidelines of knowing what your account can post itself and not what everybody else is posting and just really find your own identity and stick to what you're comfortable with and not what people expect of you. That's not too bad. And if people want to find you on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook, if that's a thing in Australia, uh, how would people go about finding you? Uh, so my Instagram is cherrydana27 and my Snapchat is cherryd27. Um, yeah, they okay. can just search me. And we'll have that in the podcast description below as well. Straight away. (laughs) (laughs) Many fake accounts getting about of me. Uh, Yeah, I think everyone gets fake accounts made uh, about them. I don't think you've uh, made it in your social media game until you've had at least five fake accounts made about you. I have not had made it yet because no one thinks I'm popular enough to fake my stuff, or I just don't click on things. One of the two. searching hard enough maybe they're using your photos and changing their names you know what i do get a lot of people across the globe will send me requests back and they'll send me actual snapshots uh of my logo being used on different people's websites and different things across the place the actual logos that i've actually had created and paid for i guess i have to trademark those to uh go places but i was gonna ask you trademarked I didn't because it costs money and I just haven't. I've looked into doing it, but the fact that people I've never known or heard of are willing to send me emails and send things to thehermanjames.com to let me know that other people are using my logo's likeness is very, very cool for me to feel like I'm important enough for people to try to watch out for me for. The part that hurts the most is they're using my logo. They're not using my face. I'm not pretty enough, apparently, to use a face to be faked around the world. But is your face associated with your brand in your logo? No, not at all. It is. No, so therefore, in fact, it could be damaging your brand. It could be, but I say a lot of bad and weird and awful things sometimes, and it compares to other people. Uh, I say that in a little contrast because I don't do the racist things or rude things, but... The things that I say that my views aren't exactly everyone's views, hence why the show has become globally popular, which surprised me last year when I heard about it. Yeah, well, you can't please everybody, especially on the online world where everyone is entitled to have an opinion, which is a great thing. Sometimes I feel like some opinions should be better left like unsaid or like kept to yourself. <laughs> Not not with you, but just like people responding. In general, yeah. Like in comments and stuff and like online bullying, I think is a bit extreme at times. 
And uh, I agree. I think that the idea of people becoming now a keyboard warrior in all these yeah. things, it, it's ridiculous because they don't feel they have to defend what they're saying and they don't care if they hurt people, how they do it. They feel that it is their God-given right to say what they want. And in the States, you do have that First Amendment right. You are having that ability to be able to say what you want. But freedom of speech does not mean freedom of guilt. Like, you are still going to be guilty of what you've said and done and how you treat people. And you definitely need to be taught a lesson at some point. I think people just need to understand just because they have their perception and their ideas that it doesn't necessarily make it right because everyone's entitled to have different perceptions and just being able to understand that and be aware of it. Agreed. And I don't think that everyone's opinions about other people's choice of activities. I mean, I remember right. going through college and being able to do whatever I want, but the moment you did that, there's a website called thedirty.com where you have all these people throwing just shade on everybody for anything you did. And it was rather ridiculous now we've got social media for that but still i need to google this site (laughs) (laughs) find you on there (laughs) uh i don't think you'd find me that website was predominantly women putting up other women they'd be like oh don't go see tiffany she took my boyfriend she's a hoe because she does this or look at sasha look at the things that she wears like you could just verbally trash someone slut shaming almost yeah pretty much and it was that's all the website was about that's yeah i i've heard of one similar out here and it's actually associated with the industry they call out escorting over here and girls who escort and girls who pretend they don't escort and then they take screenshots of conversations um but it's generally posted by guys not females yeah these were typically vindictive females that lost their boyfriend or husband to something else, which has nothing to do with the women, by the way. That's unfair to say that it's the woman's fault. That is essentially saying that because a woman dresses this way, she's asking to have someone do something to her. Yeah, no. (laughs) People need to take responsibility for their actions. Like, just because someone dresses a certain way, it's not an invitation. If someone says something, it's not an invitation for someone Agreed. to act. Uh, yeah. This, However, I do feel that anyone that dresses anyway, whether it's provocative or ridiculous, you can't get mad at people when they look at you. I think that's where I think I toe that line because yeah. I love the human body. I don't care who it is. If you're a guy wearing something ridiculous, I'm going to look at you. If you're a female wearing something ridiculous, I'm going to look at you. And if you yell at me for looking at you, then I'm like, well, then why did you put that on? Yeah. Well, I guess it comes down to their comfort levels and them owning their identity if that's how they want to dress. Yeah, I think that has something to do with it. And it also comes to the fact of you want attention but you want specific attention not all of it just who you're trying to get the attention from and if you're not getting that it doesn't validate the choice you made for that day yeah that's so interesting because like when i go out i don't like attention like i don't like people staring at me it makes me uncomfortable which is it's almost like a contradiction because people always say but you post everything online, like people always watch you. And I think 
that's why because everything's online when it's me in my personal life i kind of just want to be <laughs> well yeah like, exactly my own thing i don't really want the attention yeah and that makes, makes perfect sense I don't know, but I usually get around literally in like tracksuit pants and t-shirts like every day. And if I go out, I try to make an effort, but I still try to dress um, nice, conservative as much as I can. Are are you still wearing those juicy pants from like 2010? (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) (laughs) Are you still wearing those juicy pants from like 2010? No. No. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I, there shouldn't be a thing anymore, but I, I wouldn't put it past someone who still got them out there. No, like even what are they like those pedal pushes? I don't know what that means. <laughs> they were no. like really tight three quarter pants. Okay. Maybe it was an Australian thing. I'm not too sure, but oh no, they got them here. They they're capris. Yeah, but they're not so tight, are they? They're kind of like cargo pants. Yeah, see, the pants thing for women's really frustrated me in the past few years because we went from, like, ultra-low, thin waistbands to now everyone's wearing mom pants and girdle pants. That's really weirding me out. You know what? I finally (laughs) found a pair of mom jeans that fit me so great, and they're so comfortable because... Tight jeans just kind of hug your hug your bladder. You get bloated if you go out and eat. Then you got to undo the button, let your zipper out a little bit. You're like, oh my gosh! And you have to pee so much more wearing tight pants. So these mum jeans are super comfortable. It's all about comfort. <laughs> that doesn't help me when I'm people watching though. That just makes it boring. <laughs> no, see, I don't like. I'm like, look, if you don't find me attractive in this. I don't care because I don't have to go to the toilet 10 times in a row or like <laughs> unbutton my pants. Like I'm choosing comfort over like you wanting to look at me. Yeah. See, there you go. And see, and my fiance would agree that that's perfectly fine where I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm in public. I'm looking for a show because I like being in public <laughs> and we'll go to a bar. We sit outside to watch people. That's what we do. I love watching people. As oh, yeah. much as I hate being watched, but I love watching people. <laughs> I'm just interested in people's behavioral patterns. Exactly. And that's kind of where I come from. I, I want to watch people and see what they're doing and how they have come to the decision that they've made in that 10 seconds I've seen them. And then we make yeah. backstories and figure things out that way for it. You know, I really think you would love to be at a box party, a bachelor party, as you call them, because watching people at those parties is super interesting because you've almost got the same personality at every party. They just look different. Yeah. Like it's a different person. Like it's phenomenal. Some of the things you see at those parties. But now how do those parties work out now? I know um, speaking of statistics with it, Australia and New Zealand have done way better with COVID than America who is God awful. Cause we have a fucked up retarded president, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have people that still like to go to strip clubs. Myself personally, I actually uh, just reached out to the uh, I believe it's Devil's Lounge up in Portland, Oregon, uh, because they were the first company that I saw that actually did a drive-through strip club. So that That's was fantastic. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, they just put these giant easy ups and the girls out on stage, all in face masks still, and everyone just drives through in their cars through this middle tunnel that's all enclosed, and it's fantastic. I thought it was a wonderful idea. They just sent me two shirts. Love it to death. So it's like a peep show. Exactly. It's basically like going to like the Red District, but you're driving your car. Say it again, please. You have peep shows? Um, you can go into a strip club here and a girl will dance like in a room and you put like, you used to be able to put like coins and stuff in and it would open the window up. Now I think maybe you just pay for a certain amount of time. But you go into like a little cubicle kind of thing and the window pops up and you can like watch the girl dance. I have never seen one of those in person. I don't know how many of those still exist here in the States. I've seen them in movies. I have seen them. Uh, they were an older generation of things. Uh, now all I know is when I go to strip clubs, it's really just the lap dance uh, in the room or the private events in the rooms that yes. most states don't allow legally. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they allow it over here. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that just dependent upon which state, though? Isn't that correct? That changes for you guys locationally. Um, so, so I personally have never worked in a strip club. I, I've worked parties where I've either stripped at or waitressed at, but I've never worked in a venue with a pole, lap dancers, things like that. I've seen. But I, I've definitely gone to pole before. I mean, not nearly as well as anybody else. I was just drunk and tried it. <laughs> I've tried the pole before, but you know, the one thing I have is RSI in my right arm from like being on social media so much and using. I have quite a few phones, so over the years <laughs> I've got um, RSI from that. So when I tried the pole, my grip strength is like not very like it's not very good. I gave up on the pole. Oh, see, and I got drunk, and I climbed up the pole, and then I came, I came down the pole upside down with no hands. Legitimately. <laughs> That's almost like a new trick that no one would probably want to copy. <laughs> I've seen so many dancers do all this stuff, but they do it with like their thighs holding on. I'm like, I can't do that. I just did it like I was in high school when I climbed ropes and did ropes upside down. That's all it was. It was funny, though. Yeah. I can't believe you had, like, was that in every high school, how you have ropes in gym class? Because I see that in movies a lot. And my gym class in school definitely didn't consist of that. No, they don't. Um, my PE coach specifically wanted to have those. So he actually petitioned the school and the school board to have ropes and a rock wall and a, what they call the pegboard. So you can do basically like a rock climbing without rocks. Uh, he petitioned to have all that in there so that he could have his students have more fun and robust education than just kick a soccer ball, shoot a basketball. Well, I was going to say, because that's what we do out here, like netball, soccer, basketball. And I wouldn't say that to the extremes. I think I learned how to play beach volleyball when I first moved to Mexico when I was 19. Nice. I, I, yeah. I have no hand-eye coordination. I am horrible at everything. So if I'm playing beach volleyball, I am for sure drinking. Because I need an excuse of why I am so bad at what I'm doing. <laughs> I am six foot one, two hundred twenty pounds. I can't shoot a basketball. I can't dunk. I can't. There's nothing I can do that's very well. My father was my little league baseball coach, and he benched me. Oh, 
Yeah. He was competitive and I sucked. <laughs> you weren't even the water boy. No, I sat, I rode the pine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was that bad. So That's it, a pretty it, French. <laughs> <laughs> it, just it, claim it. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, and I have no problem telling people, I'm like, nope, not doing it, but we'll be okay with that. So you had an interesting childhood compared to mine because you sound more athletic than I am. So you were having an ability to do that kind of stuff, but you chose to go into the sex industry. Is that a normal thing when it comes to the Australian culture? In the States, it has a very negative stigma to it. Uh, where it, it's illegal pretty much everywhere. And anyone that's in that industry gets like a very weird vibe when the conversations come up. How does that work for you and where you're at? So I'm going to say it is kind of similar here, but so I've, have you heard of Sexpo? It's an event that's held, I think internationally, it's held around different states here in Australia. And I always say that when that event comes around because it features strip shows, um, porn stars and things like that, the general public is like so inviting. Females love it. Males love it. Couples go. They celebrate it. But then anything outside of that, it's kind of like it's then gone back to being frowned upon. (laughs) But say unless they book somebody for a party then they're accepting while the party's on, but they still have a negative perception of it outside of that. So people would be like, they're really hot. This is so fun. I would never date someone like that. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny because I'm pretty open. I talk about sex. I talk about dating. I talk about literally anything and everything. But most people find those topics quite um, confronting and uncomfortable. And I feel like most of the girls that come from the industry that I know, and even males, they're very much the same where they're comfortable to talk about these things. Um, And I guess interacting with, I guess normal is the wrong choice of words, but like people who (laughs) don't come from in the industry, um, they find it like it's a little bit harder because you kind of have to put like your, your boundaries up like, just to make them feel better. Yeah. And for me, it yeah. sounds almost like you guys, when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's almost the same idea as like a swinger lifestyle in the States being a swinger or having an open relationship is considered a bad thing. And it's very passe, but yeah. when you're in that industry and you're in that industry, excuse me, when you're in a lifestyle, it is a normal thing. It is not a weird thing. And people that aren't part of that world are the weird people. And that almost has that same vibe to me. Yeah. When you surround yourself with like-minded people, it just becomes like, okay. And acceptable. Yeah. And I don't feel that it should be anything that's unacceptable. The, Funny thing that you always hear a lot of people in the States say, and it's usually politicians, is that sex workers are the oldest industry of workers in the world. 
and it's not wrong. I don't know how right it is. I'm pretty sure that being a blacksmith is equally as durationally long as that is. But it's funny when you talk about an industry and a culture that has preceded a majority of everyone that's almost everyone. It has preceded everyone that's alive now. And it's funny that you talk about these kind of things and people get very, very uncomfortable about the conversation. And yeah. I love catching people off guard. I really do. I couldn't catch nearly as off guard as you can, but I will throw out every now and then a random thing about porn. Be like, oh my God, I don't, I, I would never. I'm like, porn is not a multi billion dollar industry because no one watches it. What are you talking about? You never watch porn. Yeah. I, so I like boundaries. Not making them uncomfortable, but I have a way of whenever I talk to someone, they feel comfortable enough, they open up everything to me like <laughs> about their sex life, about dating things. And this could just be like random people. I could go and get a facial and then the lady giving me a facial will start telling me about the guy she's dating, the last person she went on a date with, things like that. The conversation just flows. And, I, and you can tell that they wouldn't have these conversations with their friends which is really random. But even on my social media, I just like that. Like, I'm just honest about everything. I'm like, I have nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed by anything. So I just talk about literally everything. Whatever you want. And see, and I, I like, I prefer to catch people off guard because I want to see how they're going to react. Uh, I am not doing, I'm not doing or saying random things out of nowhere. Typically it's in context of a conversation we're having. I will throw out some random left field thing in correlation to what we're talking about. And it throws people off. And it's funny because it, I like watching people on their toes. I like people watching when it's people I don't know, but I really love people watching when I watch my friends get super uncomfortable about normal things that they shouldn't be uncomfortable about. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those fun things. It is good. I, I guess you learn a lot from people as well when you ask them questions like that. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. to loop back in, I never got to ask. I went into asking, but I didn't get asked. So with COVID going on, everything going on the way it is, how is the bachelor party scene working and how do you know how that worked out for people when the COVID was in full swing for you guys in Australia? I'm asking one, because I am super curious. I'm also asking two, because I've got one coming up next week. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to fly to Australia and have a party. No, <laughs> unfortunately um, not. We had to nix the girls coming for this one. Yeah. Um, so I physically haven't needed to leave my house for work in, I would say about two and a half years. So it's been a while since I've worked a, um, a party, but I do have friends that work, um, in the industry still just on the weekend. Actually, I, um, chaperoned my friend (laughs) to two jobs that she was doing and she's a stripper here, but I guess. People are still hesitant maybe to book in jobs because there are still hot spots going around over here and some people are still a bit scared. Um, her jobs probably have gone from before COVID, her working on a Saturday night, maybe eight to 12 strip shows, 
now have dropped down to just last weekend she only did two. Oh wow um, yeah and it's definitely not as popular i know a lot of girls um out here struggled and especially they struggled with trying to get um government help and signing up for um job finder assistance because mm-hmm. um, i think what they previously did for work didn't count as an occupation oh that's ridiculous yeah, so there was a few issues out here with that. Um, I don't know. We have we have a lot of WhatsApp groups out here where girls post jobs and girls talk about um, issues and things like that. So there was a lot going through those groups at the time. Okay. Now, yeah. you said you haven't had to leave home in quite some time. Is that because you've been building your website? Yeah, so I have um, been lucky enough to be able to monetize through digital content for the last four years. Nice. Um, Yeah, so I've been doing it for a while, which uh, last year um, I came, uh, well, I put together (laughs) a website (laughs) that um, I tried to combine uh, two industries together, the porn industry and then blogging. Um, Combine two worlds so you could get all your content in one place. Uh, It didn't work out the way I wanted to be able to monetize. It was like my idea was great, but not everything that I needed to bring it together worked with that niche. So um, I've decided to split the website into two. And Cherry DTV now focuses more on sex, dating, relationships, humor, confessions, um, and taboo topics. So everything you like to talk about and make people uncomfortable with (laughs) are things that I'm going to focus on. And really, I want to hone in and touch on um, filming people and getting different perspectives from people and their responses to things. So I find people will relate a lot more to that. Very nice. Now is your website going to be a, it's all going to be a paid for website, correct? It's not free content. No, it will be free content on charity TV. I will website girls of charity TV, which will be subscription content. Okay. Which is more your, your nude content. Wait, it's all yeah. not nude? What are we logging in for? <laughs> You're logging in because it's going to be interesting and amazing topics. You have two choices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't argue you with can that. My second website, that's fine. Everyone else can go to Charity TV. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the URLs for the websites? So, charitytv.com. And girlsofcharitytv.com will be the female subscription site. Well, it, and I'll put new- all of those <laughs> links in the podcast description for everybody as well to log into and check for it as well. Um, I think in the States, it's so taboo to be able to have anything like that as a mainstream deal. So much so that I remember, oh, what am I now? I'm 36 now. So had it been about 15, 18 years ago, they used to have, in the States, it's no longer here, the uh, Naked News. So you used to be able to watch, 
Yeah, on like Showtime, it would come on there. No idea what the news was, the weather, I had no clue. You're just waiting for them to kind of disrobe. And now it became too much, and they've taken it off of the TV. It's still available in Canada and other countries. We don't have it, though, because the states are prude. Yeah, I think Australia is similar. I actually just did an interview, um, a live stream on their Instagram just a week and a half ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're really good. Um, but hopefully like that turns around and that can change so they can branch out even more. Because Not I don't think if we keep where we are. Yeah, but we have, again, an idiot as a president. And yeah. they are running a very conservative market and trying to keep it that way. And there's no way, unfortunately for the states, that that's going to be any different anytime soon. But that's just the mainstream parts of the world. The majority of people and the culture of the world is a lot different and changing from what people's parents and the government here are pushing it to be. Uh, I just laugh at the fact that that's kind of what used to be here way back when I also remember growing up as a kid and seeing like red shoe diaries and all these kind of things that came on like 11 o'clock at night, all these weird hardcore softcore porn things that would come on. And those would be like, okay, is anyone around and seeing that kind of deal of things? And now I don't even think that exists anymore on TV. I think the funniest thing is when they had um 50 shades of gray came out, and very, in my opinion, a very horribly written book, but women were swooning over the book just because it was something that was a mainstream sexual content. And then the movies came out and it was just everyone's gangbusters to go see it. It it cracked me up. Yeah. But it's like, even remember they used to have girls of the playboy mansion on TV and which was like blurred nudity unless yeah. sometimes late at night like my mom used to stay awake to watch girls of the playboy mansion which i thought was really random but i would watch <laughs> it with her like because <laughs> i'm like hmm, that's odd for my mom out of character but she she thought it was like interesting and fun i think it's just how it's put together like yeah. it's just naked bodies we came into the world naked like there's nothing wrong with being nude i think it's just people's idea of it and the fact that we're told growing up that it's frowned upon so then that's just a behavioral pattern that's instilled into us from other people it's not our own idea or yeah. uh, i agree i mean yeah. look how many children run around stark naked they're just running around naked be like oh <laughs> tiffany hates her clothes what are you gonna do yeah, but then you get to a certain age, so it's like, no, now at the age you must wear clothes. Yeah, it's like, you're two now, put your clothes back on. Put your skirt yeah. down, quit putting it over your head. You're 25 years old, you should know better. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it does I don't wear skirts out anymore, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Now, one day you had one too many shots of tequila, and you're like, woo, everyone look at my belly button. <laughs> no, I, I sometimes I don't even need any alcohol. I would just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Best people yeah. watching ever. So how do you feel about the website you're putting up and then you look at what you've done and then look at like the biggest porn company I know of at least, and I could be wrong, is Pornhub that when the COVID crisis came in, they just made everything free. Like, how do you feel about that? Is that something that you were with, against, or just ambivalent to? Uh, to be honest, like, 
I literally go on Pornhub every day. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be against it. I actually really love Pornhub. And to be honest, I, I do feel in this industry, everyone frowns upon what everybody else is doing instead of focusing on what it is they're doing. Like if someone's doing something, someone's giving something away for free, that's great. But it doesn't mean that somebody's not going to pay for your content. If they want to see you, they will see you. Oh yeah. Like they will go out of their way to get your content. Um, so it like, it doesn't bother me what other people are doing. And if Pornhub offers free content, that's their way of keeping their business and their brand mainstream. Like, and honestly, in my opinion on them doing that was great because everyone's locked in as it is. And we're going to be on a tissue and lube crisis here pretty soon. But, <laughs> and thanks to a uh, spunk lube for uh, sponsoring uh, the show. We actually had a giant case of spunk lube here in the house. He's also yeah. going to be uh, a sponsor of the award show too, coming up, which is fantastic. Does that have different flavors? You know what? I think he does have different flavors and he has, Cherry, cherry spunk flavor. <laughs> you know what? I am not sure, but I will definitely send him a message today on Twitter and we'll find out if he's got cherry flavored and see if he can send you some cherry flavored spunk lube. Send me some cherry spunk. Yeah. I have <laughs> never seen like in person the size of and quantity of lube that spunk lube has. Like It's made for the porn industry specifically and it works well for it. But it's like the pump tops, like you see for like hand soaps, like massive, gigantic gallon sizes, like pump tops. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I have used that much in my life. That's that's a lot of lube. I'd probably find a way to like to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, send it. <laughs> it's great for content. It works, yeah. And uh, he's such a great guy on that. For his industry, for everything he's done with it, uh, his marketing is fantastic for it. It cracks me up. Just the things he has and uh, the shirts are great. If you guys haven't seen it, check out my Instagram and Twitter pages. They've got the I Just Got Spunk Lube t-shirts. Everything's up there. <laughs> They're fantastic. And Cherry uh, will make sure that we connect you with him as well because you guys will hit it off. I guarantee it. And uh <laughs> It is, it's just, it's a good company, but what I was leaning more toward was it's funny that this industry itself, when Pornhub did go full free, I yeah. assumed that as a marketing ploy, it's great for people's independent shows and independent websites because a lot of things you do see on there. And I mean, I'm speaking from a friend's point of view. Uh, it does mm-hmm. say for full. Videos go to whatever, whatever at dot com. Yeah. So it, you get a five, 10, 15, 20 minute video that then you want the whole thing, go to the website, pay for the full amount and see everything. Yeah. So watch me blow. Continue here. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you want the money shot? Yeah. Pay five bucks. <laughs> That's it. Although I do have to. Crack up. Back in the day, in college days, my friend did a uh, European trip and picked up, like, bootleg porn. Like, it was like a blockbuster in Austria and up in the Netherlands, 
but they had the DVD copy, but they'd burned all the CDs. So you'd buy a burned copy of a CD. And he came back from his European trip. And as a household full of guys and girls, all six of us sat down to watch really, really very low grade porn. And it was like, it's in the same hotel room. And you know, it's a motel room because of the advertising things around it. And for different movies, they would just change the camera angle from the right side of the bed to the left side, but they didn't change the sheets. And the girl had a wig on. Like, okay. all right. High budget. <laughs> and wait, you said you sat there and watched this with your friends? Oh, yeah. There was like six of us in a room and we're eating pizza. There's a bunch of us. We had like commentary going on. Yeah. Wow. See, no, because I was doing porn reviews on my on my OnlyFans. I do porn reviews from time to time. <laughs> and I bring my friends in and we sit down and it's so funny because some things that I think she would be so open to because she's open to a lot of things sexually. It was funny, the things that she was kind of turned off by. And I was like, no, that's fine. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> that was funny things. We watched, like, have you seen, like, the largest, like, nipples where they, like, enlarge your nipples? The, I have nipples not. Are really, really big. They look like little chipolatas almost. <laughs> <laughs> on this girl and this guy was just flicking at them and poking them and she was so disturbed by it but I thought it was hilarious <laughs> See, but- and that's funny I think we'd all sit down and laugh about that and that, that's really what we went into is just basically we're all going to sit here and drink and eat food and watch really bad porn and make commentary that's all it was yeah. and it's hilarious Yeah. so you said your yeah. friend gets uncomfortable around certain things what are some good crazy or weird things happen to you within the industry or events that you know of that are just funny. I think some of the ones I've heard of are uh, sex toys are breaking off and random things were happening and people were falling, just stupid things. And I'm like, that's ah, just, that needs to be on like a funny video kind of thing. But of course we can't have it because we're prude. I'm trying to think. So actually when I was in Bali, I worked randomly at a, uh, okay, probably shouldn't say I worked because that would be illegal. (laughs) Um, So I went to a party that was a box party there and the buck was dressed as a female and they ordered midgets. There was a group of four midgets that got paid to beat him up. It was quite entertaining to watch. I, uh, I thought it was – I actually have a video of it, to be honest. That was, it was funny. Oh, that's but great. usually every party that you go to out here, the buck is usually dressed in a um, sort of costume, like whether they put like a floaty toy around him or a ball and chain or all of the guys dress up. I don't know if you do that over there. We don't. And we have to be understanding. So the buck means the bachelor. Yeah, the bachelor. Yeah. Okay. They yeah, yeah. usually dress him up. I have not seen that here, and I've been to quite a few bachelor parties. That's never been a thing. Usually, we just try to get as rip-roaring drunk as possible. And then there is a lot of homosexual joking going on, but no one's outed. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the Australian guys maybe might be a little bit more laid back, and they seem to drink a lot, do a lot of other things 
And <laughs> yeah, we're both, we're both on the same page on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When guys drink some things that they do, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me to be honest. Yeah. But no. Um, that's probably like the funniest things you see at the parties. People just do random things out here. But it's more like whether it would be at a bachelor party or not, people drinking out here are just so loose. I don't know if you've been on TikTok, but – there are some viral videos of Australians doing things and you're like, only in Australia would you see that. <laughs> oh, that's great. I am not on TikTok and I, I could be. I'm just not because I feel guilty watching things that I don't participate in. So when on the social media platforms I am on, I, I'll post things up there because I feel like it's a necessity. But I post things for the podcast. Uh, my own personal things. I rarely post anything. So when I am watching things or I'm looking at things, I get very voyeuristic about it and get very guilty conscience. Like I'm watching them, but they're not watching me. Like I need to do something, but I just don't want to. (laughs) I see. Uh, I don't really have that feeling. (laughs) Like sometimes I go to TikTok just to be like, uh, it's kind of entertaining, but you can kind of get stuck in a scroll, kind of like a death scroll where you just keep scrolling, scrolling, and then you're like, oh, God, two hours of pass. I'm still on TikTok. I, I need to delete this app. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's that dirty rabbit hole you go down to. I, I follow that rabbit hole all the time on YouTube. It's just yeah. I, I love DIY things. I do. It doesn't matter what it is. I am pretty well-versed and mechanically inclined to do a majority of things. I am not educated well enough to complete them, but I can try. And when I watch YouTube, I feel I can do everything. So if I watch TikTok, I think I can dance. I think I can break dance and do stupid things. And then we get drunk and I'm going to try it. And my fiance is going to be very upset. <laughs> Look, I feel like that's the majority of the people that use TikTok. Though. They have that mentality. They think they can do everything. Yeah. That's why they're all there. <laughs> Which is great to watch. Oh, it is great to watch. That's that's why, like, it's one entertainment platform that I'm like, I really don't care what I post on there. Whereas I feel like, because I'm like, nah, I'm not posting on there for followers, or it's it's not the same as Instagram. It doesn't. It's a different mentality for me because I just don't really care about that platform. Sounds really bad, but I just (laughs) like watching like other people just not caring as well. Yeah. On that platform. Because I find Instagram's very like you know, well presented, um kind of fake, if oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I feel a majority of the social media is on that same idea context of it where it's the social media life is life you want people to believe you have. Or you're advertising of a video or you're advertising of an industry where you're trying to get followers and advertising for that way, but the reality is you tend to live a different personal life. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm just a guy with a microphone and a camera in my office that we record things at that I've been told that my leather couch looks like I am running the casting couch out of my house. Well, that's fine. You know, I recently just bought a leather couch so I could run a casting couch out of my house. We'll see. Then that no. perfectly fits. <laughs> We're 
on the same page. <laughs> I'm just putting my couch to action. See, no. <laughs> yeah. I usually have gentlemen over here who make that comment. And I'm like, if you're really worried about it, let's close the door and have this conversation. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's because you're in an industry that allows you to be eccentric, allows you to be open, and allows all of that authenticity that you bring to be welcomed in, not shunned out, which is not a you know universal norm. It's very unique to what you chose to do and how you chose to do it, which gives you kudos because it doesn't come with ease in the eyes of the general public and for a majority of people's families. So you've got bigger balls than a majority of men I know. Not that I've seen their balls. Yeah, I... <laughs> I would agree with that. I, I find, look, I enjoy what I do. I actually love it. I don't do it just to, to do it. I I couldn't imagine doing something else. My mind just constantly churns out ideas, and I absolutely love creating content. But when it does come to, say, my dating life and my personal life, um, there are a few comments in say like dating and you made the comment about me having bigger balls than most guys I know, it generally fits into that category because most guys tend to be intimidated yeah. by me. I would be. Yeah, I'd be afraid well, I couldn't line up to the guys you've dated or you've worked with. Well, I don't really work with guys. I work with girls. Well, then I want invites. <laughs> <laughs> And I would be like, no. There you <laughs> if go. Suitor, then I'd be like, no. Like my job is my job, and then there's me. Like, I don't think a job defines somebody as a person. No, but do and you I see that crossover any more frequently than normal when guys think that they can partake in your work life and not just be someone in your personal life? Because I don't have. Any times where I'm trying to go and be part of my fiance's job life, I want nothing to do with her job. Outside of that, great. So it's a different thing where I think people have the fantasy that they want to be part of your work life. So usually the fantasy is like in the early stages until the guy starts working out, he's getting feelings and he's getting attachments to you and then everything seems to make him, it brings out insecurities I think in more of a um, like bad behaviors or them looking for validation or attention from this is through social media. I've noticed me being on social media, just yeah. the guys. I mean, I dated a guy and he's like, you get lots of DMS on your Instagram. So because he thought guys were messaging me, it was okay for him to go message a whole bunch of girls. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Well, I understand it's not the same thing, but he used it as an excuse to go validate himself because some part of him didn't feel secure enough because of just social media and my job. Yeah, that's a person's individual insecurities, and I, I can see how that would make things a lot more difficult for you as well. No, but it's not just him because it's actually happened quite a fair bit. Yeah. It's just the same as my most recent date. He decided um, we had a few dates and I, I guess we kind of talked about sex. And 
I invited him over to my house. He made excuses not to come over. Like, oh, <laughs> it was, it was, no, this was a great excuse, right? He was helping his friend who lived overseas sell his car. And the lady who was meant to come look at the car was meant to turn up about like 2.30 in the afternoon. It had got to 5 p.m. and he was still waiting for this lady to turn up. Oh, so he ended up waiting five hours for a lady to turn up. Oh, and I just kept getting like that excuse. I was like, dude, that that's a that's pretty extreme. Like if someone doesn't turn up, they don't turn up. You wouldn't sit there and wait five hours for someone. No, I give someone 15 minutes and then I, I hit the next person up on the board. Yeah. So I thought that was, I got, I, I pretty much, he chose a car over having sex with me. Yeah. And then my automatic response is he's gay, which is not true, <laughs> but that's just where I go with. No. And it, look, I'm just going to like lay my dating life out here on the table. Uh, to be honest, I think most people's idea is that you're online, you're making this content, you must be having sex. Like I think people think I have sex like every second of the day. And I'm like, I wish I could. It's been like three months since I've had sex. Oh, and Lord. don't think I haven't tried. <laughs> it just never happens. Like another guy I saw, we tried four times in one night and he couldn't get his penis hard. Cause you apparently scared the penis out of him. Yeah, apparently I scared something out of him and it wasn't a happy <laughs> ending for both of us. So like <laughs> Yeah, I can see I could assume that I would feel intimidated by being with a professional woman of this sex industry, whether it's just girl on girl action, whether it is a dancer, whether it's an escort, like that might freak me out because again, I would assume that you have more experience than I would have, no matter how much experience the guy has. And you have every guy's penis envy, no matter how big or small they are. Every guy's got penis envy. And so yeah. that freaks people out. And then the number one is, you're going to be so good that I am going to be a one pump chump and that's not going to be good because you have social media and I am going to get ruined. No way. I would never defame someone like that. Like even now when I mentioned past experiences, not once did I mention somebody's name. I would yeah. never do that to somebody. I think, I think that's what people's fear of it could be. And that's why they're like, Oh, I'd rather be a one-pump chump than just limp dick the whole time. That would suck. At least I can say I made it in. Yeah. (laughs) Because even if you, like, come too soon, you can always go again. Yeah. You can go again. You can do what you got to do. You can't go at all if you can't get it up. Yeah, and I am a huge proponent of – well, that's a nice way of saying this. Cunnilingus. That's a nice way of saying eating pussy. <laughs> I'm also a huge advocate that women need to come just as much, if not more than men, because they have the ability to and keep going. Men, want, as soon as you're done, you're done for however long it takes you to go back. And I don't know about you, but I don't have a fluffer in my closet to get me back up and going again. <laughs> Well, you can always just, like, stick a finger in your butt. I mean, like, that could get you going. Or I have never done that to myself. Nothing's gotten in that way before either. But you know what? To each their own. 
What about a rubber band or a band or a cock ring? That I have enough. Get I've hard, got, stay hard a little bit. I've got those. I've got uh, rubber ones that are harder ones. I've got elastic ones. I've got vibrating ones. I've got ones she controls. I've got ones I control. We've got those. We have fun with them all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, See? now now your closet sounds like it's way more intimidating than mine. My closet's holding my sex swing. It's not that intimidating. Wow. (laughs) You know, you need to get one of them. They're great. I wish that they still made the, um, they used to have a frame that you could make that was a retractable and folding frame you could hide away. And they stopped making them because I'm pretty sure they're unsafe and I'm not good enough to make one myself. So now you have to like explain why you have a giant eye bolt in the beam in your ceiling when your in-laws yeah. come over. Yeah. Look, my parents probably wouldn't be phased. I'd be like, that's my sex ring. My grandma would be like, this is so awesome. She's 92. <laughs> Absolute legend. Um, but, to, but like, if I got a sex ring, who would I use it with? Yeah. My sex life doesn't really <laughs> happen. The only thing that happens is creating content online is my sex life. And to everyone, it's better than their own. <sighs> you reckon? <laughs> you, you have to assume, I would assume at least, that majority of people are seeing what you put up there and they're thinking that it's a fantastic life that you have and that is fueling their life and their drive. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like, I don't mind people. So I know a lot of people get offended by, like, guys sending dick pics and, like, wanking videos. But, like, to be honest, sometimes if I'm if I'm in the mood, I, like, watch them. <laughs> and teach their own. I mean. <laughs> they, they turn me on. Like, sometimes there's some good dicks that get sent. Well, see, there you go. And some, they just <laughs> don't need to ever be sent. I think I tell everyone this, that uh, – <laughs> our old roommate from way back in college decided to leave his phone unlocked. And we knew that he took dick pics and like, it was really weird because he was taking them in like restaurant bathrooms. And so when he passed out one night at one of our house parties, I decided to send the dick pic to everyone in the house. And then everyone that was there. Yeah. I just, I just mass texted anyone in his phone that was in the house. And all of a sudden, you just hear, whose black dick is this? And he oh. wakes up, and he's like, sorry, guys, that was mine. I, I forgot to lock my phone. Wow. Did he did he care that you set his penis out? I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure that's his move. I think that, like, as soon as someone says hi on, like, a dating app, it's like, boom, here's a dick pic. So, so it's not like people have to. Did he have a nice penis? It was looked just like a regular black penis to me. I... I don't know what's a nice or bad one. It, it was well groomed. No, <laughs> that, that's all don't I got. Send it to me. <laughs> Just put that tweet out too. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know. A phenomenon. His is also yeah. rapping. So phenomenon. Send a dick pic to <laughs> Cherry D. She wants to rate it on a scale of one to none. What you got? That's it. I'll give him a cherry rating. There you go. And you got yeah. compare, to compare it to the Aussies because everyone assumes that, you know, everyone in Australia looks like Thor. Uh, I'm just trying to think. 
Well, I actually have a friend who thinks she's really good at just by looking at someone finding big penises. She can tell if a guy has a big penis just by looking at them. Is it because they walk funky because it can't go between their legs? No, that, I don't think that's it. Yeah, that, that sure <laughs> wouldn't be it because there's growers and showers, but I've never seen a guy walk like that. Yeah, no, I call it big dick energy. <laughs> like, like if that guy has big dick energy, like sometimes you can tell. We may have gone out on the weekend and we were trying to size up guys' penis sizes with their hands. <laughs> yeah. So we're asking guys if we could look at their hands and then we're asking, like, if that's equivalent to their penis. And there was one that did show us and we were quite surprised. Let's see, there you go. Was it because he had small hands and a big dick or big hands and small dick? He had average kind of size hands, but he had a foxtail size dick remote. Well, there you go. Hopefully it wasn't as furry as a foxtail. That's just weird. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it is Australia. We, we are very online prude country, but in reality, we're very quite slutty. I think the world is, they just don't want people to know it and shame no. them for it. Yeah. Cherry, it's yeah. been a lot of fun talking with you today. Uh, where can people find your social media? Please do not be afraid to self-promote the hell out of yourself, your tags, and your website. Yeah. So my Instagram is Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y, Dana, D-A-N-A, 27. And my Twitter is the exact same. My Snapchat is CherryD27. And my website is www.cherrydtv.com. And I'm your Aussie girl next door. Well, that works out very well, Cherry. Thank you very much for being on the show. Everybody, all of Cherry's social handles and links will be in this podcast description below as well as her URL. Those of you listening to the show on YouTube, there'll be direct links in the YouTube description below. So be sure to click the links, support Cherry and her global domination to take over the world. And don't forget to leave some comments to let her know exactly what you're thinking. And Phenomenon, if you're still listening, send the dick pic, bro. All right, Cherry. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> All right, Cherry. Well, thank you very much. It's been a wonderful time. We'll have to have, do this again very soon. Yes. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I hope everyone enjoyed that interview with Cherry Dana. She was a wonderful guest to have on. Great, great fun. Phenomenal, phenomenal website. Check out her social media. Trust me, you want to do that. Might not be safe for work, but that's okay. Cherry Dana 27 on Instagram, Twitter. Check out her actual website at cherrydtv.com. Support her, support her growth as an entrepreneur. Support the podcast by going to manscaped.com and using promo code Herman to get 20% off of all of your grooming needs to get yourself camera ready for whatever you want to do behind closed doors as well. Don't forget to check out my friends on the No Funny Podcast at nofunnynetwork.com. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to this channel as well as this podcast. Can't wait to be New Year's next time. Bye.